All right, we'll say good morning. Let us begin. We have a beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us today. Begin by thanking our sponsors to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Av. Sorry. To thank Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all the Shurim and Drashos this month in honor of their grandchildren. May they grow to become the best version of themselves. Shir this morning is dedicated to Sosavarafur Shalima for Yehuda ben Michal. Our week of learning sponsors, Jeff and Karen Cohn, in commemoration of the airsight of Karen's mother, Clara Oxman. Our day of learning sponsors, Jerry and Brianna Rubin, in celebration of the marriage of Chaya Yehudis Neuberger and Nachum Tversky. May they be zocha to build a bias Ne'eman be Israel. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshamas will have an Aliyah, all of those who have need a refu will have one together with Kol Chol Yisrael. And every chasen and kala, and even those who aren't a chasen and kala, should be zochah to build the bayis neman be Yisrael. All right, with that, let us begin a lot to do today. We had a really beautiful daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is Mem Aleph 41. We are picking up on Mem Amud Beis, and we just really got into the Mishnah. So let's begin, actually, let's just, sorry, at the Gemara. So let's just begin again at the Gemara. So Amrav Yehuda Amrav, Zudi Rabbi Meir. So most remember again, the Mishnah outlined an interesting model, right? And the model of the Mishnah was that essentially there is a switch off. When a girl is entitled, when, or I should say, when the father is able to sell his daughter, she's not entitled to knas. Conversely, when she's entitled to knas, ultimately, again, the father is not able to go ahead and sell her. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Hudon Rav, Sudiv Rabbi Meir. These are the words of Rabbi Meir. Avacham v'chum say, yesh knas The knas says, no, the two concepts overlap. The concepts of knas and mecher, in fact, do overlap. The sanya, I will say, where did we learn this from? The sanya, we're seeing in Raisa, kitana bibas yom echad, ve'ad shetavish te sa'aros yesh mecher ve'in knas. A girl, a young girl, from the age of yom echad, from one day, until she brings signs of physical maturation. So we'll say we are assuming right now that what this means is from the time that she's one day old up until the time she becomes a Nara. We assume that signs of physical maturation right, represent Naros. So ultimately from that period of time, she is entitled to, she's, she, father is able to sell her, but ultimately she is not entitled to Knas. From the age of Naros until Bagros, six months, 12 years old to 12 years old and six months. Ultimately, the father can no longer sell her. So again, the father's right to sell his daughter ends at Naros. And Knas only applies for that short window of Naros, from Naros to Bagros. These are the words of Rabbi Meir. Good. Shari Meir over because Rabbi Meir said, because Rabbi Meir said, as long as there is, as long the two concepts do not overlap. If the father could sell his daughter, there's no knas. If there is a knas, he can't sell his daughter. So I will say, so once again, this is Rabbi Meir's model, which I want to point out is the model that we began this parak with. This is what we began the parak with. The right to sell one's daughter begins from the age of one day old until she becomes a na'ara. Once she becomes a na'ara, father can no longer sell his daughter. The halacha of kinas applies only during the very limited window of na'aros, 12 years old to 12 years old in six months, up until bagros. The Cham, the Cham have a different approach. Cham say, Ketana mi baskimo shalom v'yom echad, ba'ad sheti bager, yesh lo kinas. Cham say, from the age of three years old and one day, 
up until Bagrus, through Bagrus, she has Knas. She has Knas. Knas in Mecher, lo. She has Knas, but not Mecher. Ema af Knas. Rather, it must mean she has Knas even with Mecher. So I will say, the position of the Chachamim is essentially the two concepts run concurrently. From the age of three years old in one day, through 12 years old in six months, up until Bagrus, a father is able to sell his daughter, that's number one, and during that same time, she is entitled to knas. This is fundamental machlokas. Amr Chista, my time is Rabbi Meir. So what is Rabbi Meir's logic? What's Rabbi Meir's logic? So Amr Krakas, the Pasuk says, Velo sihi isha. Ultimately, the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says that Allah Isa, in the case of the Ma'anis, in the case of Onis, in the case of when he violates her, the Torah says, she shall be to him as a wife. So Rabbi Meir understands, the Torah is talking about a girl who is capable of entering into marriage. What is the age at which a girl is able to consensually enter into marriage? Naros. Naros. And this Pasuk, of course, is talking about the Knas. So you see from here that according to Rabbi Meir says that Knas only applies at a time where she could technically enter into marriage, which means from Naros and on. This is so fascinating. They dash in say that when the Pasik says Nara by Knas, Nara even means Kitano. I will say that is such a strange Russia, or at least it seems like a strange Russia. Because usually Nara means Nara, right? And Nara is a, is, a, is a defined halachic status between 12 years old and 12 years old and six months. And yet here we're saying that Nara means Kitana. So I'll say, what, what does that mean? So let's analyze this. He said to him, You learn it from there. Anon meha masninala. We learn it from here. Amreish Lakish, Hamosi Shimra Alekitano. So I will say essentially the drasha of the Chachamim of the Rabbanon is that they understand that the word Nara, see, up until this entire time, we've been focused on the fact that Nara, we always assume that Nara means, Nara means Nara. <laughs> it means to go from 12 years old to 12 years old in six months. The Chachamim coming along and say, no, 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 no. Nara means kitana. In other words, it doesn't not mean nara, but it also means kitana. Nara is an expansive word that essentially covers a girl from three years old, from three years old in one day, through what? Through 12 years old in six months, or I should say up until 12 years old in six months. So we're, so again, so where do we learn this from? Amri Shlakish, a different source as well. Hamoti shimra ala kitana pater. It's interesting, I will say, if a man marries a kitana and he's moti shimra, so what does it mean to be Moshe Shemra? Moshe Shemra is the process where a man marries a woman, and then what occurs? What occurs? He claims that she was not a basula. She was not a basula. Okay, so if a man is Moshe Shemra, Aniketana, Pater. Ultimately, again, he's Pater. Rashi says, Pater, listen to this. So man marries a Kitana, which again could technically happen. Let's say the father marries the girl off. So the father marries his minor daughter off. Husband claims she wasn't the basula. It turns out husband's lying. However, we are saying that husband's lying. So I'll say generally, there's a penalty payment you have to pay. So the Gemara says over here, Shlakish says, in this case, because she's a kitana, he's pater. 
He's potter. What's the pshat? Shneemar finasnu laaviha naara naara mali mali dibarakosov. Oh, I will say this is fascinating. So the Gemara says like this: the word naara is written different ways in the Torah. Sometimes naara is written mali nun ayin reish hey, and sometimes naara is written chaser deficient nun reish ayin. Reish Lakish suggests the following. When Na'ara is written Malay, Nun Reish Ayin Hey, Halacha Lamaisa, that comes to tell us that it is only referring to, that is a, I should say, that's an exclusionary phrase. Exclusionary phrase. And what does it exclude? It excludes anyone other than a Halachic Na'ara. So when it's written Malay, Itafka explicitly only refers to a Na'ara. When it's written Chaser, deficient, it includes who? Everyone. Nara just, in other words, I will say, or say a little differently, sometimes Nara means halachic Nara, and sometimes Nara just means girl. Just means girl. How do you know which is which? Reish Lakish posits, Nara written Malek in the complete form means dafka, only a Nara. Nara written in a chaser form includes all girls. I mean, when I say all girls, of course, it, everyone agrees that where does it end? Where does it end? At Bagros, right? At Bagros. So I will say, I'll point out something interesting. So for example, in Motsi Shemra, Nara is written Malay, yet in Knas, in the case of Ones, it's written Chaser. It's written Chaser. So therefore, again, this is now the position of the Rabbanon, that they say Nara even means Kitano. So says the Gimara. Let's analyze this. So the Gimara says, Maski for Ravadar Ava, time with the Chaser Rahmanan Nara. Now, what's interesting is, so according to this, the only reason why we say that a man is potter for, most, for being Moshe Shemra on his wife who's a Kitana is because Na'ara is written in the full form. Had it not been written in the full form, Malay, I would have assumed that he's Chayif even for being Moshe Shemra on a Kitana. But the Pasuk says, Yet, Rabbi we learn, what does the Pasuk say? The Pasuk says that if it was indeed true, and the girl wasn't a besula, and therefore we understand because she wasn't a besula, she must have had relations after Erosin, that we would execute her. But if we're talking about a kitana, u kitana lav bas on shinhi, a kitana is not subject to punishment, to which the Gemara says, you're right. Elakan nara hakomokum shene'emar nara so again, Rabbi, you have to understand over here that halacha this is a reference, of course, to an actual nara, but it comes to teach us something else, that whenever the Torah goes ahead and writes the deficient form of nara, that comes to include even a katana. So therefore, Rabbi, say, this is the fundamental machlokas, Rabbi Meir and the Chachamim. And at least for our specific circumstances over here, it comes into how you understand the word Nara. Rabbi Meir is clearly of the opinion that Nara means Nara. And therefore the halachos of Ones and Mifateh only apply to a Nara. Only apply to a Nara. That's it. Right? On the other hand, the Chachamim or the Rabbanon hold that no, Nara means different things in different places. When Nara is written Malay, Nun reish ayin, sorry, nun ayin reish hey hey that's where it's Malay, then ultimately only refers to a nara. If it's spelled deficiently, as it is in the case of Onis and Mefata, it could apply to any girl below the age of Bagros. That's the fundamental achlokes. Good. Well, it says the Mishnah, top of Memal. 
Very interesting sugya. Haomer Pasisi is Bito Shalploni. But listen to this case. Reuven comes along, and Reuven comes to Bezdin, and he says, I admit, I admit that I seduced the daughter of Shimon. So just to be clear over here, no one is initiating a claim against Reuven, right? Not, not Shimon, not Shimon's daughter Rachel. No one has initiated the claim. Apparently, again, Reuven has a guilty conscience, so he shows up to Bezdin, and he says, I did it. I seduced this girl. I seduced this girl. So now this is a fascinating case. What does the Mishnah say? So remember again, going back to what we've learned, what are the buckets of payment for seduction, right? So there's boshes, pegam, boshes, pegam, there's no tsar, there's no tsar, right? And knas, and the penalty payment. So the submission so says like this, based on his own admission, Ruvain will pay boshes and pegam, ve'in mishalim knas, but he does not pay knas. He does not pay the knas. And I will say, why doesn't he pay the knas? Take a look at Rashi. They know Mishal and knas is really interesting. Rashi says, Baba Kama Nafkulon Mode Biknas Potter. May Ashar Yashiun Elohim Praklamashias Asabosai. There is a concept in Halacha of Mode Biknas Potter. If you proactively admit that you are liable to a knas payment in a fascinating twist of events, you are Potter. You are Potter. This is based on a Drush and Baba Kama that the only time that you are chayiv for a knas is when you are found guilty by a court to be liable to knas. If you admit the knas of your own volition, you are potter. You are potter. It's just based on the gzera sakasov. So this is fascinating. So now Reuven rolls into Bezdin. He says, listen, I seduced Rachel, Shimon's daughter. Bezdin says, okay, you're going to be chayiv to Boshes and Pegam, but potter from knas. So also remember again, this goes back to yesterday's daf, or truth is already Sunday's daf, where again, really, Friday's death, possibly Thursday's death, right? You will say, where again, we essentially see that there are different forms of payment. In halacha, there's mamon and there's knas. So we're going to see in just a moment. Knas is a penalty payment. Mamon is compensatory damages. Compensatory damages, you could be liable through your own admission. Knas, you are exempted through your own admission. How we know the difference, we'll see in just a moment. Similarly, the Gemara says, Homer Ganafti. We'll say same thing. Let's go through some other examples. The person comes to the, Reuben comes at the base day. I stole Shimon's watch. Or better yet, I stole Shimon's sheep. I stole Shimon's sheep. You pay back the principal. You pay back the principal, but you don't pay back Kethal, right? Kethal is the double payment, right? Similarly, again, or Tashlumi Arba or you will not pay the four and five times. Well, remember again, four and five time penalty payment represent the theft and slaughter of a sheep or an ox. You won't pay these items because these are penalty payments, right? Hey, Miss Shori Esploni. Oh, Shoro Shoploni. But let's say, let's say Ruben comes into base and Ruben admits, my shor killed Shimon, or my shor killed the shor of Shimon. So Reuven ultimately, again, will pay compensatory damages based on his own admission. If Reuven comes in and he says, my shor killed the Eved of Shimon. So let's remember again, what's the If your shor kills someone's Eved, what's the, we just saw this in yesterday's that what's the halacha? 30 silver pieces, 30 shkalim. So what's the halacha? You don't pay of your own admission. So I will say, here's the principle. The principle is you could pay, you are, you are obligated to pay compensatory damages through your own admission, but you are exempt. When, if you admit to a knas, 
you are exempt from that kanas. You can never pay a kanas based on your own admission. Of course, now both said the question becomes, how do you know what's kanas and what's mamon? What's kanas and what's mamon? What's a penalty versus compensatory damages? It's very simple. Here is the simple distinction. Compensatory damages vary based on the situation. That's it. Compensatory damages actually take into an account an analysis of what occurred. Versus knas, how was knas established? How was knas established? It's just a fixed amount. It's a fixed amount. Totally divorced of the reality of the people involved. So I will say, so again, remember, we, now we, we appreciate this. My Eved, my, sorry, my shark kills an Eved. What's the luck of our shark killing an Eved? 30 shkalim. Doesn't make a difference what kind of Eved he was. A man violates a woman. 50 silver shkalim, right? A man seduces a woman. 50 silver shkalim. So again, those are knossos. Anything that is a fixed amount and whose amount does not vary upon the circumstances of the individuals involved is a knas. Anything that is analyzed, right, and, and, that, and that varies, is compensatory damages. Incredible. So the Gemara says, anasti. So I will say, the Gemara says, one second, you're missing like a major case. What about the case of a man who violates a woman? In other words, this is our whole para. This is our whole para. So what you, you bring in the case of seduction, but you leave out the case of violation. So why not bring in that case? Velisni anasti. Lomi bai karma. The Gemara says, no, no, you don't even have to include that case. I'll tell you why. Lomi bai anasti delo pagim lo dimishalim boshe supagam piatsmo. Sibosa goes without saying, in a case of, in a case of where a man comes, Ruben comes into Beisdin and he says, I admit that I violated Rachel. Of course, he's going to have to pay. He's going to have to pay Boshes and Pigam and probably Tsar as well. Tsar as well. That goes without saying why I both say, because in that case, where Ruvain, when Ruvain of his own volition admits that he violated Rachel, that admission comes at no, no, what's the right word? It, it, doesn't, it doesn't come with any type of, of negativity on Rachel, right? As opposed to Aval Pasisi, Listen to this. When Ruvain comes in, when Ruvain comes into Bezin and he says, I seduced Rachel, he'll say, not only is he admitting that he's done something, what else is he, what else, what, what else does his claim involve? That Rachel consensually engaged in something. So he'll say, the Havamina is, I would think that I would, that Bezin would not accept a claim like that. Why? Because accepting a claim like that, Rabbi said, by definition, casts dispersions on Rachel, right? In other words, it's not just what we see. In the case where Ruben comes into Basin and he says, I violated Rachel, that statement does not cast dispersions on Rachel. Rachel is a victim. Rachel is a victim. So I understand why I could believe Ruben, and therefore he's going to have to pay Boshes and Pegam based on his statement. But for him to come into Basin and say, I seduced Rachel, I would have thought that Halachal Amaisa Perhaps we would not believe him, to which the Gemara says, So therefore the Mishnah teaches us the novel ruling that even though his admission, his admission upon his admission that Rachel was seduced casts a certain casts a certain cloud, casts certain aspersions on Rachel, we still accept his testimony. Now both say, what I will point out is something very interesting. In Halachal, we have the concept that sometimes we could accept a person's statement 
legabe themselves, but not legabe someone else. In other words, I will say what I would point out is as follows. If Reuven shows up today's day and Reuven says, I seduced Rachel, we say, okay, pay Rachel, pay Rachel, Boshes and Pigam. Rabbi will say, does that tell us that Rachel is not a Basula? Tells Rachel is not a Basula? No. Why? Because Ruvain is not believed. Ruvain is believed to say that he's chayiv. In general, I'm believed to say I'm chayiv something. So if I walk into Beisdin and I say, listen, amnesty, I did something wrong. It's almost Elul. I want to make things right. I did something wrong to this woman. I want to do good by her. Okay, Beisdin says, fine. Okay, if, go, go ahead. You're not going to pay the knas, but go ahead and pay damages. But I will say, but that, that admission, right? Ruvain clearing his guilt does not, does not go ahead and now reclassify Rachel's status. That Reuven is not believed to do. So, for example, if Rachel now is read a shidduch to the Kohen Gadol, the Kohen Gadol has to marry a basula. So, ultimately, again, we have no reason to believe that she's not a basula. So, this is very important. But nevertheless, the Hamamina is, I would have thought that I can't accept Reuven's testimony at all regarding, regarding seduction. Come on, I can. So, the our Mishnah does not reflect the view of the following Tana. How so? So we'll say, listen to this. So there is another school of thought. The other school of thought says, no, no, no. When Reuven rolls into Beisdin and says, I violated this girl, we don't listen to him. We don't listen to him. Why don't we listen to him? Because we're not going to believe him to go ahead and, and cast, cast doubt upon the Basula status of Rachel. Of Rachel. So the Gemara says, So this, this is the sheet of Abaye. Right? So Abaye comes along and says, I should say, Rabbi Shimon comes along and says, When Reuven comes into Basin and says, I, I, I seduced Rachel, we do not believe him even to cause him to pay Boshes and Pegam, because that statement, by definition, casts the pearl of aspersion upon, upon Rachel. So they said, so listen to this, what happens if Rachel says, no, nah, it's okay, I don't care, I don't care. In other words, Rachel says, fine, cast doubt upon, upon my Basula status, because hey, money is money. Right? So let's say she says, you know, I'm, ha- I'm, hap- I'm happy to get to Boshes and Pegam. So what's that? Okay, even if she's okay with it, her father might not be okay with it. What happens if her father is okay with it? Right? The says, okay, payday. Right? Maybe there are family members of Bosir are not okay with this. What if the family members are okay with it? So the Gemara says, There's got to be some family member, some faraway place who's not okay with this. Well, as says, so just point out, this is a machlokas. This is a machlokas. So as much as the Mishnah indicates, that when Reuven shows up in Beisdin, when Reuven shows up in Beisdin and says, I violated Rachel, we accept that statement to cause him to be Boshas and Pegam. There's another school of thought that says, we don't accept that because along with that statement comes essentially a de facto reality that Rachel was complicit in an act of relations, that she had a consensual act of, of, of illicit relations. Again, not Arias, but illicit relations. And he's not believed to impugn her, her um, reputation. reputation. Thank you. To impugn her reputation in that way. Now, mostly the truth is, there's a very good hybrid model, right? As I just mentioned before, the hybrid model is he's believed Legabe himself, but he's not believed Legabe Rachel. 
So you have this interesting hybrid model where if a Ruvain comes into Basin and says, I did X, I seduced this girl, Basin says, okay, pay her poshas and pegam, but Lamaisi, you're not believed to impugn her reputation. Good, says the Gemara. Supposed to listen to this. Man says, I stole, I stole money, right? I stole money. See, he's believed to go ahead and, be, and make himself chayiv for the principal, but not for any additional penalty payments. So also remember again, so when it comes to penalty payments, penalty payments would be like KFL double payment or Arba Vechamisha, four and five time payments in the case of where you steal and slaughter. Good. So also listen to this. Itmar, Palganiska. Wow. Well, see, here we go. What about Chatzinezek? Chatzinezek. So we'll say, so again, a little bit of a crash course in Chatzinezek. Chatzinezek are half damages. When do you have half damages? A very simple case. I have a shar. I have an ox. My ox is what we call a tam. Tam means docile. It's never hurt a person, never hurt another animal. Okay, now what happens? My shar goes ahead and gores Shimon. Gores Ruvain. Right? My shar gores Ruvain. So what's Allah say? There's a concept of chatzinezek, of half damages. First, first time offender, first time gore play, pays chatzinezek half damages. Here we go, Abosai. So Paul Ganiska. So here's going to be the Shailah. So Abosai is half damages. Is that knas or mamon? Right? Is that a penalty payment or is that compensatory damages? Abosai, now why does that matter to us? Why does it matter if it's knas or mamon? Right? So now we see. Because let's say I come to Bezan and I say, my ox gored Ruvain. Right? So now Abosai, if it's knas, I can't become liable based on my own admission. If it's mamon, I can. So that's the shaylas. Chatsi nezek mamon arknas. It's so fascinating. So Rapapa Papa, Papa says, palganiska pa, mamona. Rapapa says, it's mamon. palganiska kinasa. It's knas. It's a penalty payment. So let's analyze. Here we go. Rapapa Papa, palganiska mamona. Rapapa Papa says, chatsi nezek is mamon. Kas, why? Why listen to this? Kasavar, stam shvarim lav vecheskas shimor kaimi. Because the say he holds, that in general, in general, a, a shar is not b'chazka which Rebose means, and this is incredibly important, by the way. We're going to see this, by the way. Animals, and this is an important lesson for animal owners, right? Animals, in general, are not b'chazka's shimor. Animals, in general, are not considered to be behaved. They're not behaved. They're animals. That's what makes them animals. Right? In other words, they're not considered to be becheska. I'm not going off on my I'm going to save my rant for later. That's at the end of this year. Right? Yeah, good. Right? So I'll say they're not becheska shimon. It's very important. In other words, we assume animals are animals. And because animals are animals, they're going to do animalistic things. That's the assumption. So because that's the assumption, they're not becheska shimor. They're not, the, the chazoka is not that animals are behaved. The animal, the chazaka is that animals do animalistic things. And therefore, Obedinhu, Demishalin Kule, Sefra Bose is incredible. Therefore, even the first time my ox gores, what should be the halacha? What should be the halacha? Complete damages. Because Rabbi saying, when an ox gores, this is not an aberration. It's not an aberration. That's what oxen do. That, that's what they do, right? At, what, what animals do is animals damage. Animals damage. Animals act like animals. So therefore, even the first time the animal does something, the first time the animal damages, you really should have to pay complete nezek. So why don't I pay complete nezek? 
And the Torah simply takes it easy on a first-time offender. First-time offender. But I will say, but this is very interesting. See, in other words, when we see, when, when my ox gores Ruvain the first time, we don't say, oh my gosh, what happened over here? I can't believe such a good ox. Always been so friendly. He loves people, right? He acts so nicely all the time. They're like, I can't believe, I can't believe he gores. It's an ox. It's an animal. Animals are animals. They're not people. They might be a companion for some, but they're still not people. So therefore, when they go ahead and they act in a destructive fashion, the Torah says, that's normal. That's normal. So really, even for our first time, if I knew you should have to pay complete damages, but the Torah takes it easy on a first-time offender, and you only have to pay chatzinezek. But I will say, but if you think about it, according to this approach, chatzinezek is, what is it? It's mamon. It's compensatory damages. Because it's just, again, the Torah is giving you a break because you are a first-time offender. Rav Yeshua He says, no, so listen to this. Rav Yeshua says, no, chatzinezek, chatzinezek ultimately, again, is a knas. Is a knas. Why? This is so fascinating. He'll say it's a machlokis in ox behavior. In ox behavior. So he'll say he says, no, in general, an ox could be docile. And we assume that until an ox exhibits predatory behavior, that it, we assume it to be a docile animal. A docile animal. Obedinu. And in reality, for a first-time offender, you shouldn't have to go ahead and pay at all. That's the reality. And the Torah gives you a penalty. So we'll say, really, for a first-time offender, you shouldn't have to pay at all. Right? But because, again, really, really, this was an aberration. And you can't, a person can't be responsible for, for their animal's laboratory behavior. Abor- Aber, aber, oh, aberrations. Okay, good. Thank you. Right, so, right, so the mice are good. So first, they can't 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 be chayiv ultimately again for for the aberrational behavior of their of their animal, and therefore again the first time payment the first time payment is a knas. So this is just a fundamental. First of all, it's just a fascinating fundamental machlokes like in animal behavior, which is just fascinating. Rabbi say this is the fundamental machlokes in chasinezek. Is chatzinezek knas? Is chatzinezek mamon? It depends on how we view almost like the default state of the shar. I will say, just to understand why we're we getting into this here. We're getting into this over here because this is our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is dealing with the case where a guy rolls into Beznin and admits wrongdoing. So the shaila now is, can he be chayiv monetarily based on his own admission? And what does the Mishnah tell us? What does the Mishnah tell us? It depends. What does it depend on? What does it depend on? Is the monetary obligation mamon or is it knas? If it's mamon, he can be chayy based on his own admission. If it's knas, he cannot. So now the Gemara just goes, okay, chatzinezek. Is chatzinezek mamon or is chatzinezek knas? That's ultimately a machlok. So also we're not finished with this. Here we go. So tonight, I'll say, so now we're going we're to delve into this about whether or not chatzinezek is mamon or knas. So tonight, so listen this. In the case of chatzinezek, in the case of Chatzinezek, ultimately, let's say where my ox, my ox, let's say Gors, Gors Ruvain's ox, or Gors Ruvain, Gors Ruvain, right? So what's the halacha? Ultimately, again, the Nizak means the damaged party, the Mazik means the damager, share in the payment. So what does this mean? So Bishlon, if you say that Chatzinezek is Mamon, Hainu Deshaich Nizak Bitashlumen. Then I will say it makes sense that ultimately, again, even the damaged party shares in the payment. 
How so? Because Lamaisa, the damaged party, is only getting half damages. So in that respect, they're sharing in the payment. But I will say, according to the approach that Chatsi Nezek is a Knas, then I will say, really, if you hold its Knas, that in reality, the damager should not really be high of anything for a first-time offense. So if that's the case, really the damaged party shouldn't get anything. So Lamaisa, again, they're not really sharing in the damages, or they're not sharing in the payment. So we'll say this is very interesting. Where does this come up? This comes up in carcass depreciation. Now we'll say carcass depreciation is a big issue, right? What's the issue? Take a look at Rashi. This is actually quite fascinating. We'll say when we say that the damaged party, when the damaged party shares in the repayment, what does this mean? So here we go. My, my ox, my ox goes ahead and damages, damages Ruvain. Right? So, we'll say, so now what happens? First time offense. This is going to be chasinezek, right? So again, remember, how do, you, how do you go ahead? How do you go? Actually, let's keep it simple. I should say, my ox damages Ruvain's ox. Damages Ruvain's ox. So I'm say, so now what happens? Or let's say kills Ruvain's ox. Let's keep it easy. Kills Ruvain's ox. So I'm say, first time offense for my ox, therefore chasinezek. Now we'll say, how do you establish chasinezek? So ultimately, again, kol pecha shepachsa l'nvela, I'm sorry. So, um, so we'll say, how do you establish chasinezek? We look at how much was the ox worth when it was alive, right? And how much was the ox worth now that it's dead? Now that it's dead. We take that amount. You pay half that amount. You pay half that amount. So we'll say, so now, so now what happens? So watch this. So now, just one more time. My ox goes ahead and my ox goes ahead and kills and kills Ruvain's ox, first time offender. Now I'm gonna pay Chatzinezek. And how do I establish Chatzinezek? What was Ruvain's ox worth when it was alive? What was what is Ruvain's ox now worth when it's dead? Take the difference of those of those of those amounts and I pay half of that. Okay, Nebosai. Now where does the money come from? So now I go ahead and what? I go ahead. Now watch this. So now, we'll say, so now what happens? So now, the difference is that there is carcass depreciation. So I will say, so now, here, here, here's the issue. Here's the issue. So now, Ruvain's going to go and sell off his animal carcass. Right now, I will say, now the issue is there could be some depreciation between the time of the sale of the, between the time that the Beisdin made the ruling versus the time when he's able to sell the carcass. Who suffers the loss on the carcass depreciation? That's Ruvain. That's Ruvain. So, in that respect, in that respect, so I will say, so remember again, to begin with, Ruvain, the damaged party, is only getting Chatzinazak. Plus, there may be some additional loss that he incurs in carcass depreciation because he's got a way to sell the carcass 
until after Beis Din does their assessment. So Lemaisa, now again, who bears the loss of carcass depreciation? That's the damaged party, Ruvain. So in that respect, in that respect, even if you hold that, so let's go back to the Gemara. So Alaman Damar Palgar Niska Kinas Ashtel Av Didei Kashagav Vatashlumen Tuvish Gemara's Lo Nitzcha Ela Pachas Nevela. See, even if you hold that Chatzin Nezek is Kinas, that really Ruvain shouldn't be entitled to anything. The fact that he gets something is something is incredible. That that's just a bonus to him. He still shares in the loss, and that he has to deal with carcass depreciation. Pachas Nevela Tanina. We already learned about, about carcass depreciation. Tashlumen Nezek Melami Shabayla Metaplim Benevela. Tashlumi Nezek, I will say, teaches us that halacha lemaisa, the owners, which means the victim, right? The victim, in this case, Ruvain, right? Ruvain has to deal with the carcass of his now dead shar, right? The carcass of his shar. And any depreciation that occurs, he has to bear that loss. So the Gemara says, we already learned it. We'll say two different cases. One is talking about a tam, one is talking about a muad. One is talking about a first-time offender, and one is talking about a habitual offender. I need both. In a case of a tam, since this is a first-time offender, I would have thought that's why the owner, the victim has to deal with carcass depreciation. But maybe in a case of muad, where my animal is a habitual offender, Maybe Ruvain doesn't have to bear the loss of carcass depreciation. Or in the case of Muad, I would have said, since I'm paying Nezek Shalim, maybe that's the case where I, or I should say where Ruvain, has to bear the carcass depreciation. Maybe not Tam. Therefore, it's Rikha. In both cases, both in Tam and both in Muad, whether I'm paying Chati Nezek or Nezek Shalim, just interestingly enough, who bears the loss of carcass depreciation that is always going to be on Ruvain? Quite fascinating. So Tashma, so I just want to point out, we're still in the midst of this machlokes. Is Chatsi Nezek Mamon or is Chatsi Nezek Knas? That is still a machlokes. So let's analyze Tashma. Ma bein tam lemuad. Was there between tam and muad? Shatam m'shalim Chatsi Nezek migufo. Umuad m'shalim Chatsi Nezek shalim minalia. Well, so listen to this. Tam... Tam pays chatsi nezek from the worth of the damaging animal. And I will say, this is another machlokas. The other machlokas is, how do you establish half damages? See, Rashi just seemed to say before that half damages was based on what? The animal that was killed. There's a, this, this particular price indicates to us here that chatsi nezek is actually based on half of the value of the damaging animal. So my shar, my ox, which gored Ruvain's ox, Chatsi Nezek is half the value of my ox. I pay Ruvain half the value of my ox. Versus Nezek Shalim, complete damages, complete damages, Halacha Lamaisa is ultimately Minha Aliyah, is assessed from the best of the property of the damager. So it says the Gemara, Velo Katani, so that's the distinction. Velo Katani, Shatamayim Alpiatsmo, Umur Mishalim Alpiatsmo. Now, if Chatsi Nezek, was really a knas, you could have made another distinction. What's the other distinction? Chatsi nezek cannot be paid based on your own admission. Nezek shalim, which is mamon, can. Tanavashir. No, 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 that's not a good example. The Brysa doesn't mean to include a complete and exhaustive list. It left off certain things. My shir, why did it leave off the high shir? Shir chatsi kofar. Posey left off the case of chatsi kofar. Now, what's chatsi kofar? Take a look at Rashi, last Rashi on the daf. Listen to this. If my ox kills a person, 
Even if my ox, ultimately, again, if my, if my, if my muad ox killed the person, I pay what's called kofar shalim. Kofar is the payment you pay for killing a, for the ox killing a person. However, if halachal my ox was a tam, never, never, never did anything to anyone, there's no concept of chatzi kofar. There's no concept of chatzi kofar. Therefore, again, if my ox were to kill a person the first time it does it, I'm potter. And Potter, so the Gemara says, So that's another distinction, and that's left off the lifts. is not a good thing missing from the list. Why? Amud Beis. So the Gemara says, How many whose opinion does this reflect? Rabbi Yosiak Lili he da'amar tam mishan chatzikofer, because Rabbi Yosiak Lili holds that the tam ultimately does pay chatzikofer. All right, Tashma. So we'll say, I just want to point out, all of this is just to, just to follow the progression. Our Mishnah introduced us into the world, into the distinction between knas and mamon. That knas, you cannot pay based on your, of your own admission. Mamon, you can. We're just doing a deep dive now into chatzinezek. Half, half damages that you pay when your ox is a first-time offender. And we're just trying to figure out, is chatzinezek mamon? Is it a compensatory damage? Or is it knas? Is it a penalty payment? Why do we care about that? I care because if I roll into Beisdin, and I say, my ox gored Ruvain's ox. Ruvain's not suing me. Ruvain has no idea. I'm coming in a minute. Can I be chayit techatzi nezek based on my own admission? Tashma. Second line from the top. Mem alaf base. Tashma. Hey, mishori is ploni. O shor, o shor, ploni. My ox went ahead and killed ploni or killed the ox of ploni. Harezem shalim apiatzmo. I could pay based on my own admission. My love betam. Are we not dealing with a tam? And therefore, what I'm really admitting to is what? Is chatzinezek. And what do you see from here? What do you see from here? That you can be chayiv chatzinezek based on your own admission, which tells me what? Which tells me what? That chatzinezek is mamon. The Gemara says, lo, b'muad. No, it's about muad. Aval b'tam mai. But if I were to admit that my tam animal went ahead and killed someone, or I should say injured, injured another ax, what would Ultimately, then you would not pay based on your own admission. What do you see from here? What do you see from here? That Chatzinezek is Knas. If that's the case, Adetani Seifa, Avdo Shoploni, So if that's the case, then at the end of the Raisa, which says that if I come and I admit that my ox killed the Eved of Ruvain, that I don't pay at all because that's Knas. Niflog Vinis Nebidide. Don't introduce that case. Rather, just go ahead and splice the first case and do a, do, do a subdivision of the first case. When is this so that ultimately, again, if I come to Basin and admit that my ox scored Ruvain's ox and I'm going to be chayiv, that's by a muad. But ultimately, again, by a tam, I would not go ahead and pay based on my own admission. And from that, you would be able to learn that chatzin nezek is indeed knas, to which the Gemara says no. Kula b'muad kamari. It's just not the brisa. The entire brisa is talking about a case of muad. It's not talking about a case of tam. Okay. So tashma zakla kol mishalim yisrael mashem azek in mishalim biatzmo. So let's listen to this. What did the brisa say before? And we actually had this in Mishnah. What's the klal say? Any time that you pay more than you're obligated to pay, that shows that what's the nature of your payment? It's a kenas. And if it's a kenas, then what? Then halacha lemaisa. You do not pay based on your own admission. Now, what could I infer from this? I could infer from this, but if you pay less than what you're liable to pay, then what? You can pay based on your own admission. Now, both say, what's an example of paying less than what you're obligated to pay? 
and it sounds like over here that you could pay Chatzinezek based on your own admission, which tells you that Chatzinezek is what? Mamon. To which the Gemara says, Lo So, no, 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 no. Don't say less than you damaged. No, no. Rather, you could, re- you could make a different inference. When can you pay ultimately again based on your own admission? That's when you're paying what you're liable to pay. But if you have to pay more than what you're liable to or less than what you're liable to, that's called the kinas. And the kinas ultimately, again, is not paid based on your own admission. If that's the case, if that's the case, then just make a more general statement or a more inclusive statement. Anytime you're not paying what you damaged, right? So in other words, if I'm paying compensatory damages, that means I'm paying what I'm damaged. What I damaged. Anytime I pay and my payment does not reflect what I, what I damaged, either because I'm paying more or what, or what? I'm paying less. That's the case where I would not make that payment based on my own admission because that payment is a knas. So the Gemara says, And therefore, So why don't you say it like that? To which the Gemara says, That's a good refutation. The Hilchasab, but the is. We'll say that is is a knas. So that makes no sense. Tiyufta, you just said that we refuted the point that chatzinezek is a knas, and then you said the hilchasa, and then you said that is that is a knas. says tell you why. The Mishnah cannot make a statement that anytime you don't pay exactly what you're chayiv to, ultimately again. That's called, that's called, that that's going to be called Kinas and not Mamon. I'll tell you why. They both say, there is an interesting case. All right, there's an interesting case called Chatzinezek Tzroros. They both say, what's Chatzinezek Tzroros? Here we go. If an animal goes ahead and is walking and kicks up pebbles, and as a result, ultimately, again, of kicking up pebbles, let's say my animal's walking, my, my shar or my chicken is walking, kicks up pebbles, the pebbles break the clee of Ruvain. Pebbles break the clee of Ruvain. So we'll say that is called Tsroros. That is called Tsroros. So we'll say Tsroros is actually really quite, quite interesting. Tsroros ultimately, again, are considered to be, uh, if, if you actually, if you take a look at Rashi, if you take a look at Rashi, it's considered to be um, a told of regel. We'll say regel are damages that an animal does in its normal course of walking. Normal course of walking. So we'll say there's a halacha lemoshim in Sinai that says, that for a first-time offender, through regal, through a normal act of animal behavior, ultimately, again, you only pay chatzinezek. But that chatzinezek is considered to be mamon, is not considered to be knas. So there is a case of where you go ahead and you pay less than what you're liable to pay, but it's still a case of mamon and not knas. If you take a look at Rashi, all right, I won't try to finish. Rashi says over here, but Rashi says, Listen to this. Animal is walking, and in its course of walking, ultimately it kicks up stones. And what happens? Vezika. And now the stones, the pebbles, break something. And we'll say generally. Any, any damages that an animal does through regel, I will say regel is just damage that an animal does in its normal course of walking. 
in general, the owner is potter for those type of damages when they are performed in the public domain. So again, so interestingly enough, what ends up happening over here is really something is really something fascinating. So I will say there is a case. So technically speaking, regal your potter for, and therefore again halacha lemaisa, halacha lemaisa. There is a halacha lemoshe misinai that says that for a first time regal offense of tsoros of kicking up pebbles. You are chayiv chatsi nezek. This is a halacha lemoshe misinai. But I will say this chatsi nezek is not knas. This chatsi nezek is mamon. So therefore, I will say what the gemara is saying over here is halacha lemaisa. The brisa cannot have made a statement that says any time you pay less or more than what you're liable to pay, that's automatically knas. You can't make a statement like that. Why? Why? Because it's not true. Because there is one case where you're going to pay less, but it's still mamon. What's that one case? Chatsi Nezek of Tzros. Therefore, the Gemara says, so what's well, the Hilchas Agamirila, Dimamonahu, Mishum Hachi Lokatani. So the Gemara says, so what's all right, we'll have to stop over here. We'll finish up the Parakimirat Hashem tomorrow, and we'll see again the Halacha Lamaisa when it comes to the din ultimately again of, when it comes to the din of Chatsi Nezek of Kanas as well. Bosai Shkoyach.